0: Russia has completely flipped the script on the NATO bloc. What a Difference a Year Makes the Sudden Rise of Bricks Changed the Game, by Brian Cates. One of the reasons I decided to attend the Badlands Media Recent Great American Restoration Tour in Chandler, Arizona last week was because I've learned several things that happen at events like this. One, a vast amount of important and vital networking between patriots takes place. Never underestimate the power of putting a lot of motivated, educated, and passionate people together in one room for any length of time. I met dozens of people whose work I've been following and got to talk to many of them. Bonds are formed, plans of action created, batteries are recharged, and enthusiasm is built. Two. The panel discussions and presentations by informative participants provokes a very large amount of thoughts and shared insights. I actually made something of a pest of myself during the numerous panel discussions over Friday, Saturday, and Sunday by frequently asking to make a comment, ask a question, or share an insight. The videos from the event will be making their public appearance soon, so everybody will see how I managed to insert myself into just about every segment of the event. But despite the fact that I hogged the microphone as much as I did, the conversations, questions, and discussions at GARP provoked a lot of thoughts that I did not get to share with the audience over those three days. set of photographs from the videos of Brian Cates asking questions, Oh God, no, that fat guy has the microphone again. Please, somebody stop him. The panels were election integrity, logic, love in the time of MAGA, the culture war, so lucky you! I get to share these insights with you now here on my Substack. One of the first big subjects that prompted a brainstorm on my part was the great true history panel discussion. Not only is much of the world's true history rewritten, altered, and hidden from the public by the powers that be, these same dark forces have also been busy in the present day rewriting current events as they unfold. But there. Rewriting, altering, editing of current events is getting much harder for them to do. Take the recent unpleasantness of Russia's military excursion into Ukraine, for example. It was just over a year ago that Russian President Vladimir Putin launched a military operation in eastern Ukraine to resolve issues he'd spent years trying to force the nato slash cabal countries into seeking diplomatic solutions for. As I wrote in my column of March of last year, the biggest danger the world now faces, quote, Far from being a nasty, brutish exercise of raw power to take over a country, it will turn out that Vladimir Putin spent eight years exhausting diplomacy first and trying to get the UN and EU and NATO to live up to their stated ideals before he most reluctantly launched a defensive operation to remove a genuine threat. Quote. Initially, it looked as if Russia was taking it on the chin when the NATO countries imposed serious and harsh sanctions on Russia. Russian oil imports dropped dramatically, a certain financial crisis loomed for Putin. Coupled with the constant international fake news from the propaganda that the military operation was going exceedingly badly for the Russians, The financial bad news had many WEF and NATO apparatchiks celebrating at their annual get-togethers at places like the G7 and Davos. Hey, we're really kicking Putin's ass, eh? What a difference a year makes. All of a sudden, bricks seemed to come out of nowhere. The petrodollar that the cabal uses to dominate the world suddenly plunged, and banking crises emerged. BRIC, acronym for Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, BRICS. The term BRIC was coined in 2001 by a Goldman Sachs economist by the name of Jim O'Neill, who claimed that by 2050, the economies of Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa would come to dominate the globe, replacing the the dominance of the United States. BRICS is not you but most people had never heard of it or were paying attention to it until fairly recently. When BRICS countries began recently forming their own international trade network in direct competition with the U.S. petrodollar that has dominated the international financial scene for over a century, the initial reaction of the NATO bloc countries was to scoff at it. They're not scoffing at it now. Thanks to a rapidly forming international alliance of countries determined to free themselves from the shadow cabal's financial controls and barriers, Russia, China, Saudi Arabia, South Africa, India, and many others are leaving the U.S. dollar behind and forming their own trade conglomerate that engages in transactions using other currencies besides the U.S. dollar. The sudden rapid rise of BRICS caught the Federal Reserve and the shadow cabal behind it flat-footed. Looking back, it seems Trump was setting a lot of this up behind the scenes as president. As the fake news that the shadow cabal had complete control of relentlessly attacked him and questioned his motives, his patriotism and even his sanity President Donald J. Trump traveled the world over his first four-year term meeting with world leaders such as Vladimir Putin, Xi Jinping, Mohammed bin Salman, Premier Modi, and Bolsonaro, and many others. I think we now know why the media coverage of these trips was so over the top in its screaming that everything Trump was doing was illegitimate. Deals were done in secret that only became manifest in the last year or two. The sudden rise of BRICS and its new trade power is no instant accident or lucky venture. Years of careful preparation, deal-making behind the scenes went into preparing the ground for these recent actions by the BRICS bloc. Russia flipped the script on NATO in less than a year, thanks to BRICS. A year after it was supposedly assured that NATO had Russia on the ropes over alleged massive defeats being suffered by Putin's forces in Ukraine on top of the imagined severe financial crisis the NATO sanctions were inflicting on Moscow, the tables have dramatically turned. Thanks to new BRICS energy trade deals for oil where the transactions are being made in currencies like the Chinese yuan, Russia has now reached oil exports to the same level as before the NATO sanctions were implemented from the independent headline. Russian oil exports back above pre-Ukraine war levels as India and China by 90% of like Moscow's crude. The implications of that are scattering. One of the biggest ways the shadow cabal that runs the Federal Reserve and the NATO bloc has been able to force compliance from countries reluctant to go along with the cabal's totalitarian agenda was the threat of economic boycott. Do what we tell you, or we will literally wreck your economy via our control of the U.S. dollar. A year ago, they were flexing their muscles and arrogantly boasting, see that, look, just look at what we're doing to Russia. We're going to completely destroy their economy with our powerful sanctions you better do what we tell you, or you'll get what Putin is getting. Only, it's a year later, and Russia's economy is not only not destroyed, their exports of their crude oil have now surpassed last year's exports, and the NATO bloc, furiously ratcheting up their sanctions, has not halted this trend. The NATO bloc, is self-destructing on energy. Let me explain why this recently revealed development is going to prove so viciously depressing and troublesome for the NATO countries in Western Europe. Trump warned the leaders of Germany, France, etc. that they needed to work quickly to become energy independent of Russian oil, or they would end up regretting it. They mocked him for telling them that. He was right. Back then, when Trump was in office, the scenario in everyone's mind was Putin suddenly shutting off Russia's oil exports to the NATO bloc. Behind the scenes, this shutting off was predicated on all the NATO leaders understanding that this would be Putin's most likely response to their long-planned military excursion into the Donbas and Eastern Russia that they've been not so secretly building towards since 2014. Ukraine would invade eastern Russia. Putin would retaliate against the NATO bloc by shutting off their oil. But that's not what happened. Instead, Putin surprised the NATO countries by going first into the Donbass and preempting their plans. Instead of Putin shutting off the oil to the NATO bloc, it was the NATO bloc that shut off the Russian oil themselves with their sanctions. And of course, because all these countries were heavily reliant on Russia for much of their energy needs, this has left them in an exceedingly and growing precarious position for over a year now. Since February of 2022, the energy-starved citizens of the NATO bloc have been told they must make many sacrifices for the sake of Ukraine in helping that unbelievably corrupt country fight off Putin's overtures. So many of the citizens of Germany and France and so on all buckled down, put those Ukrainian flags in their social media bios, and shelled out all that extra cash over the past year for astronomically climbing energy prices in order to save the civilized world. They were told these great sacrifices they were making were totally worth it because major financial pain was being inflicted on Russia and Putin. I mean, sure, ordinary citizens in the NATO bloc were suffering from sudden, astronomically high energy bills, but hey, at least Russia was suffering too, right? Right? Wrong. Russia is not suffering. The Russians are now making even more now than they were from oil exports when the NATO sanctions were imposed a year ago. Now this is happening. From ABC News, headline, over and out, Germany switches off its last nuclear plants. Germany has switched off its three remaining nuclear power plants as part of a long-planned transition toward renewable energy. This is why it's important to have honest and not rigged elections, because when you have rigged elections, you end up with hand-picked shadow cabal leaders who are going to relentlessly screw you, like the German people's leaders are currently relentlessly screwing them by doing stuff like, well, well, like that. It's as if Germany's present leaders got together and planned an agenda with one idea in mind, our cutting ourselves off from all that Russian oil caused our citizens' energy bills to skyrocket. Great! How can we keep this going and make our citizens' energy bills climb by another 45%? Well, we could, I guess, continue our mad rush to solar, wind, green energy by closing down our last nuclear power plant. Awesome idea! Let's do this, people! Well, right after I had an exceedingly harsh winter for nato block citizens in which they saw astronomical increases to their energy bills. Their worthless and sold-out leadership is about to ensure they go through a second straight winter of this madness. And this time, I doubt the whole stupid rah rah sis boom um, by yay yay for ukraine wave your ukraine flag proudly boys bullshit Is going to work all that well as freezing and starving people start to wonder about maybe hanging some politicians. And I don't mean Russian politicians if you get my drift. Thank you very much. Ryan's.